Welcome to the Friday Five here on the Agent Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel, and this series is our weekly list of five things you need to know about. Number one this week, we are still talking about coronavirus as that dominates the news cycle right now. There is no shortage on the coverage of this outbreak. But what there is currently a shortage of are masks, gloves, and other protective health equipment. And that's likely because as the outbreak grows, rather than just waiting, the general population wants to be able to do something. So the first thing that seemed like a good idea was buying these protective items. Well, the director of the World Health Organization and other officials are actually urging the public not to hoard these items. As hospitals and their staff treating those with coronavirus and other illnesses still need these supplies to do their job on a daily basis. A few countries are even banning the export of masks to try and cut down on global shortages. Also, masks are not effective in protecting yourself from getting coronavirus or other airborne diseases. They're mainly used to prevent the spread of germs being worn by people who actually have a contagious illness. So we've got a link to an article about that, but if you want to be proactive, there is something that you can do, and that is creating an emergency preparedness kit. That could be used if you have to quarantine yourself at home or in case of another emergency situation. USA Today did a great write-up of what to include in an emergency kit, so we will be linking to that article in our show notes. So if you're the type of person who wants to do something rather than not do anything, if you want to be proactive, which I completely understand, it's a very practical step that you can take. That's an article that you can pass on to your clients, and of course, we will keep you updated on a weekly basis here on the podcast. Number two. As the coronavirus starts to make its way into the United States, talk has turned from how to handle testing for the virus to who is going to pay for that testing, especially for poorer Americans and the uninsured. The New York Times reported on Tuesday that New York was among one of the first states to waive some of the fees associated with testing, with Vice President Pence announcing later that same day that the CDC had removed restrictions on testing as well as offering guidance on making that a faster process. In related news, the Trump administration announced a funding package to offset the cost of emergency response to the coronavirus outbreak. That legislation quickly passed the House in a 415-2 vote and then went on to gain Senate approval in a 96-1 vote. The bill is an $8.3 billion funding plan that earmarks $3 billion for vaccine research, in addition to $2.2 billion to cover prevention and preparedness efforts. The next stop for the bill is President Trump's desk for his official signature. We'll have the links to that New York Times piece we mentioned, as well as more information on the emergency funding legislation in our show notes. Number three. Tuesday also happened to be Super Tuesday, the day where a majority of U.S. states hold their primary elections and caucuses. 
Prior to Super Tuesday, Bernie Sanders was in the lead for the Democratic ticket. But as the day wore on, support for Joe Biden grew. He is currently in the lead with 573 supporting delegates, while Sanders has the support of 491 delegates. And that is with 14 states called as of the time we are recording this episode. But that's not the news we want to share. The news I want to bring to your attention is that with those Super Tuesday results, stocks for health insurance rose, specifically for United Health Group and CVS. United Health was up 12%, and CVS stocks were trading 5.8% higher on that news. Number four, in other healthcare news, Walmart opened its second Walmart Health location in Georgia in January of this year, and according to CEO Doug McMillian, healthcare looks like a big opportunity. The idea behind Walmart Health is to treat those without health insurance and use a standard pricing system across the board. They're hoping to take advantage of the Walmart presence in many underserved areas and offer the service as a PCP replacement of sorts. According to Walmart's Vice President of Health and Wellness Transformation, Marcus Osborne, the need is everywhere. It's a different approach to other retailers' takes on healthcare, and it should be interesting to see if the strategy proves effective for them moving forward. Number five, as you may have heard in our episode earlier this week, we are kicking off the State of the Senior Market, and we're handling it a little bit differently this year. Historically, our president, Craig Ritter, has presented all of this information in one fell swoop, but this year, he has really expanded on the content and broken it up into four episodes to be followed by a live Q&A session. We've got video episodes dropping on Tuesdays. We actually published our first one this past Tuesday, and we'll be releasing the rest over the next three weeks. Then, on March 26th, we will be hosting that live Q&A session with Craig, where he will answer your questions, whether they are related to something you heard in the series, or just an industry question you would like him to answer. Podcast episodes will release on Sundays following the video episodes, so think of them as like a recap that you can listen back over after you watch, Or if video's not your jam, then our podcast episodes might just be the thing for you. And the first one of those will be dropping this Sunday, so be on the lookout for that. We will have all of this information in our show notes, and of course, we'll be linking to the video episodes, the podcast episodes. We will even have the link to register for the Q&A session with Craig, so you can reserve your seat for that a while. And just to tease a little bit of that content, Craig talks about Ritter's year in review in episode one. Episode two will go over Medicare regulation and legislation that you need to know about. Episode three is all about enrollment stats for 2020. And then in episode four, Craig covers major industry trends. So as I said, make sure you check out our show notes to get the links you need to watch and listen to the series and learn more about those topics or our FMO. That brings us to this week's bonus, not related to the rabbit hole of shortages being caused by the coronavirus outbreak, because that certainly was a thing this week. What I want to talk about is a CNN report on a study that was completed in 2017 that found a natural way to deal with our plastic problem here on planet Earth. 
That happens to come in the form of a very small waxworm and the bacteria found in its gut. So we'll be linking to that article in our show notes because it's a pretty cool find that might prove to be part of the solution to all of the plastic taking up our landfill space. And that is it for this week's Friday Five. I hope it was a great first week of March for you. Make sure you check out the show notes for all the resources we mentioned during this episode. I know there were a lot of them. And while you're there, we would love it if you would hit that follow or subscribe button and make your love of the podcast official. Next week is my birthday, and that is the best birthday gift I could possibly think of, in lieu of macarons and nail polish, of course. But seriously, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Subscribing does let us know that you like what we're doing here, and it lets us keep doing that for you. So thanks again for listening and supporting our podcast. We will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel, script editing by Nicole Perisic, artwork by Nick Smith. Mm-hmm.